0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night listeners, you're very welcome to the Me Chronicle Sports Podcast Talk A Good Game, I'm Fergal Lynch, and I'm joined back in studio by the one and only Mr. Jimmy Gagan. Jimmy you're very welcome. Thank you very Good disappointment for the listeners over the last couple of weeks we didn't have podcasts and um, of course we can blame martin our, our, our producer. producer who was who yeah. away because uh, myself and jimmy are complete technophobes and don't really know how this podcast lark <laughs> works uh, there's a red button on the bottom of our screen here that we press <laughs> and we just talk shite for 40 minutes or however long it is and martin in fairness comes in and tidies it up hopefully but, uh, the hopefully. selfish git that he is decided to um, Take a couple of weeks holidays in the middle of summer. Who does he think he Hopefully is?
1: Hopefully, remember said, There's some of your stuff out there?" In yeah, yeah, yeah. There
0: the bloopers, the, the pre, the pre, uh, pre-game bloopers. with plenty of them. Um, there's no point probably in going over the last few weeks, Jimmy, in in uh, of stuff that we missed. But needless to say, the football championships and hurling championships are progressing along nicely and. Uh, Coming up next weekend, we have the final round of games in the Senior Hurling Championship and then the weekend after that we have the final round of games in the Senior Football Championship and actually all the Football Championships and Hurling Championships over the next couple of weeks. The uh, the teams progressing to the knockout stages will be determined. Of course, some are already through. Um, we had a busy weekend of action. Over the over the last few days, Jimmy, we were uh, out and about. I think we've covered a total of ten games, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the eight senior games, and we also got out to a couple of intermediate games as well. So as usual, we have the uh, full extensive coverage of all your football action in the Me Chronicle, where it will be recorded there forever and ever. Um, some exciting stuff, Jimmy.
1: Just- yeah, Fergal, I was out a couple of um, a couple of games myself. Um, Oh, I was over in Clonard there on a Friday evening, Saturday evening. Yeah, that was um, that was really a very interesting experience. Uh, first, I have to say now is the first time I've been in Clonard. I've been, I think, in nearly every pitch in the in the county at this stage. But that was the first time in Clonard. Very impressed, very impressed with the with the uh, the, the parking area, the, the the whole area. What a vast area to have there, you know, for development in the future and so on. And uh, I know that they're, they're working on. They don't have dressing rooms as such but they're working on those to have um, temporary prefabs in there for the teams you know so and I was I just couldn't help being struck very with the the contrast between the fact that they have these fantastic facilities and yet they couldn't feel a team a couple of weeks ago in in, in the junior b football championship and, and yeah. I just wonder what is the what's what's happening you know in in around the, the county in that teams have and clubs have these brilliant facilities and yet,
0: and some of them are struggling to field teams. Well, I, I suppose I suppose the, uh, the most obvious answer to that is facilities don't breed human beings. And uh, while the facilities and the grounds that they have in Clonard are a testament to the work of the brilliant people that are there in the club, it's there there aren't enough young players coming through, unfortunately, uh, to sustain Clonard And they have for years been joined with Ban Bracky at underage levels. Yes, but yeah, and and. and, and that, not that that has led to, it, but that as a consequence, um, is now having a knock-on effect in that they're not getting enough players and, and struggling to field teams at junior B level as we saw this year where they've had to forfeit their place in the championship and it is sad because I've been out, out in Clenard a couple of times and you always get a warm welcome very uh, warm, Angeline yeah. there at the gates and always a, l- a lovely yes, hello indeed. to you now uh, I think she mistook me for you one day which I don't, I know, don't how know how you can, how, how you can <laughs> mistake an, an, yeah, an yeah. ageing uh, grey and <laughs> vastly overweight <laughs> compared to a fine fit specimen as yourself Jimmy yeah. uh, but she uh, she was just backing up the story that she had told you earlier in the but week. But I'm
1: five about, years older than you. Well, that's it. it.
0: Yeah. At least, um, <laughs> but you know she was backing up the story that why they had to withdraw from the junior B, and and that is the sad reality for for Clenard out there. And and from talking to other people, um the big concern is that hopefully it doesn't happen but the big concern is that the club will go to the wall and that can't be let happen mm. down in, in that end i know end of county. i know that
1: the the county board some people in the you know in the county board are going to look at that very closely and see what they can do to help them because uh, i mean the county board are there to help clubs and, and they do and that's what they're, they're interested in and uh you know, but I, it's just um, I was talking to a man there at the match, and he a was GA man, and we, we spoke about the, the olden times and players tugged t- t- out in, in in ditches and so on, and teams didn't necessarily struggle to to field uh, in those times, and yet the, it's just that that contrast the facilities. Are well, that's what I mean.
0: Facilities don't breed footballers. No, but, uh,
1: I know I know also that I was talking another Clanard man that um, um the to have young players coming through. One of those teams that they're joined with Brown Bracky, Bracky. Nebraska, <laughs> <laughs> They played recently. Uh, Thirteen of those were from uh, the Clonard area, you know. So mm. they have a, this uh, wave of, of of youngsters coming up, and the club is hoping, or this gentleman in uh, anyway, is hoping that this is just a temporary blip. But it's still, you know, I mean, to, to, to yeah. not, not to feel the team in its uh, football championship is a very, ser- you know, I. I can I, Can you remember it not happening before <coughs> recent in, times? In,
0: in in adult championship, well, yeah. there's always there's always uh, there's always walkovers and, and concessions yeah, given in games, and, the, yeah. and, and that in championship as well. But they're generally from second teams or struggle yeah, but teams not, yeah, struggle, not the first um, team. And the problem then, when you say about the 13 players coming through, and and it's an issue for a lot of smaller clubs. So you can even see it in Clenard, um this year. So of those 13 players, probably five, six, seven of them are going to be, or would have the potential to be excellent footballers and need to be playing at a higher level. So junior B football, no disrespect to the people playing junior B football, but if you want to be playing... Pushing to get onto Mead teams in the future, you need to play in a higher level. So just look at two players that the uh, club have lost in recent years: in Adam Flanagan mm. and Niall Smullen. Adam Flanagan gone to Summerhill to try and, and uh, you know, push himself on. Mm. Of course, he, he did get onto the Mead setup as part as being a Clonard player he needs to be playing his club football at a higher level and the same with Niall Smullen now with Balna um, of course Niall is one of the, the more exciting youngsters uh, young players that we have in the county and mm-hmm. he's made the call to, to move to Balna um, the neighbouring parish and unfortunately for clonard that could be the reality in the future so those 13 good young fellas that they have um, well, it, it, in the club could end up going elsewhere in search of a higher standard a
1: situation where um, say a team in, in, in the English league uh, Rochdale if they produce a decent half decent player he's gone up to uh, a higher level
0: yeah well money um, talks there
1: It's a similar scenario then because um, the the parish rule, but doesn't it's not protecting these smaller clubs, no, is it?
0: No, no, it's not from losing their best players. It's not when you when you see. Instances like that, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not. You don't. I don't blame Adam Flanagan or Niall Small than one bit for wanting to play at a higher level, and it's only right that they should uh, be exceptional footballers that they get the chance to to play at the highest grade possible. But um, look, I, I don't know what the solution is. There needs to be there needs to be some format, uh, maybe this regional. Competition that is due to come in at the end of the year uh, might encourage players to stay with their clubs and then form part of a regional team. So, mm. if the likes so of, we'd say again, using Adam Flanagan and Niles Mullen as your example, that if do, those two players played their championship football with Lanar but then were part of a regional South Mead, they're region, doing... South Mead and they, they're going along with teams like Ban Nabraki and Nafina. And And. Summerhill and Longwood, we'd say if they were four teams to join together in a regional, then those two players are going to play with higher quality players against higher quality Mm. uh, players in a regional championship as well. So, you know, those that regional championship will have its merit both in terms of that's helping. separate
1: to the ordinary yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah well, because, because of, you, you've, you've got to sort of give your or shall we say um you know average if that's not a harsh word to use club man club yeah, player yeah. make sure that they get their their uh, oh, football it should always know.
0: be about the club essentially so the main championship should always be your club championship so it should always be uh for Clonard and for Longwood and for Nafina and for Summerhill but at the end of the year there needs to be a strong emphasis put on that regional thing and and players need to buy into it as well just to give the higher standard player I know you used the word average which is fair enough your average player is your average player but to give that higher standard player that that higher that guy that that is looking to push on and pit himself against better players to see can they make an impact. Yeah, we well, we've seen it in team. the
1: past of course. Um, I mean, you know, Evan Kelly now comes to mind. He they went to from, Grimsby from to sign this down. Um, you, know, you can't b- there has been a lot, a of, lot them of down, them. Yeah, down a, here like yeah, even go back went went to McIntyre somewhere yeah. Hill you can't blame them for doing no, that. You can't, yeah, no. if if they want now no they not they might not it might not be a popular move, but I mean that's but they, it's up to themselves if they can do that if that's if they're playing in a certain parish, now yeah. I can understand it. You know, uh, if somebody playing in, in we saw about the, um, you know, uh, the Galway player. Watch, he's moved. Shane to, Walsh, yeah, yeah, Shane Walsh, brilliant player. He's moved to to Dublin. Now he's moved to Dublin. Like that's the other side of the county. So you can understand if he's living in Dublin, um, it's it's much more. You know, yeah. it, it, it co- Ireland,
0: lifestyle. Ireland's a small country, and a lot of a lot of players have a. a have uh, stayed with their clubs and and counties even though they've lived and worked in dublin and yeah, you well, look at that Donegal team yeah. team mcginnis Donegal team that won i suppose if you really want to you
1: can do it you can do yeah, it yeah yeah
0: yeah but, but uh, I mean, the lure the lure i wonder what the lure is of chemical croaks well nah, don't even answer clubs. that we know what it is there's <laughs> no need no need to answer that well, but, um,
1: uh, you know I, unless you you put a blanket rule on transfers that's yeah, one way well, around it Yeah. You know well, but then it stops yeah. does it, it stop that those players maybe
0: developing into but we, well you probably can't <laughs> because we'd say if the likes of Shane Walsh had no means of transport so I'm not I'm, I'm sure he does have means of transport but if he had no means of transport then he's living and working and going to college in Dublin then okay that's his uh, that's his home well you could always get a bus you know You can always the train. get a bus yeah 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 but if you're going to yeah You can't always get one. Where there's a will, there's a way. But uh, yeah, look (sighs) at. Uh, the, the, the pros and cons of transfers and whether they should be there or not and uh, the effect it's having on smaller clubs is, uh, is something that we can debate till the cows come home and uh, I think we already have we can hear them at the gate there but <laughs> yeah. as you said you are in Flannard what was there Jimmy? Well, uh, you,
1: know, who was well there? you know with Summerhill and Balnebrackie uh, we saw Summerhill you know Balnebrackie of course really put it up to them really made them work hard for every score you expect that from uh but Summerhill have quality footballers, and quality always. So about Balnabrackie, but uh, they have more quality footballers, and they always uh, stand out, and, and uh, you know they they come to the fore, you know. So and, and it certainly proved to be the case in that match, you know. And uh, you know we we looked at uh, David Larkin, yeah, what, what a performance he had! Four points he scored, but he had a brilliant game. And I'm sure if, if any members of the management team were there, they would have had to note him down in their yeah. David
0: David's time has come and gone, though. Unfortunately, though the age profile mightn't suit what the mead management is. But still, no.
1: if he's if he's good enough, surely he's yeah. You're if he's young old enough. enough you're good or you're enough. You're young,
0: young enough or old enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. There's no doubt he's good enough. Absolutely no doubt he's an outstanding footballer and has been for Summerhill for years. Um, and that win is. <sighs> A, a 1 to Summerhill, eight points to Banabraki. A lot of Banabraki scores, so again, you know, they were overly reliant on, on frees and Damian Carroll and wow, Danny Quinn. One point from play. Yeah, one point from play. And uh, they didn't have a huge return from play in their opening round loss in Nafina. So, yeah, Banabraki, you know, two games they were scoring difference of minus 13, so, you know, they, they lost to Summerhill by. Yeah, the sums aren't great. Six, and they lost in the FINA by seven. So you know they're averaging that six, seven point defeat.
1: That lack of cutting edge yeah. is, is a real problem for them, and it's you know any team that has you know that struggling to score are finding it yeah. very, very difficult. And we'll find it very difficult. Uh, whereas a Screen you know, or, or yeah, Summerhill rather have a, you know the brilliant players there, um, you know Conor Frain and Barry Dardis uh, wasn't playing, but um, you know he once he hopefully he'll get.
0: Yeah, he's still recovering from, from, fitness. That, from his, uh, his injury he's still recovering from that and has made some great cameo appearances over the last couple of weeks uh, including in the league final against St. Colin Kills and in the first round against Dunboyne so Barry Dardis is one that uh Summerhill seem to be bringing to the boil nicely, and they look a good team. Summerhill, they look yeah. real potential Keegan Cup champions.
1: Adam McDonald was another player that impressed yeah, me very the very
0: minors last uh, year. Yeah, there. and
1: he's he's really he's really developed into a very very good strong player. So I would think you know he was another player I would recommend if anybody had asked me to recommend to the me management to to have a to monitor him him very closely because I think he can be very a, an excellent player for the county in, in years to come.
0: Yeah, that's so Summerhill are through and yeah, Jimmy two point two wins from two games and the other game in the group um was between Nafina and Dunboyne. it was in Kilcloon on Sunday morning, well Sunday afternoon sorry and uh I suppose a bit of a shock here or or was it? And uh, Nafina sixteen points, St. Peter's Dunboyne 110. Um a lot was spoken about Dunboyne, St. Peter's Dunboyne, and how you know they got to a county final last year. They kind of underperformed. Nine points wasn't uh, what you expected from them in a county final last year. So, a lot of people expected them to bounce back this year and have a serious well, push. Now the relegation playoffs, it's
1: one of the stories of the championship. Fergal, I think. Uh, the, the the collapse of Dunboyne this year, because uh, as you say, you know they didn't they didn't perform in the final last year. They just didn't get up to the standards that they're capable of. But they did, of course, in in other matches leading up to that semi final, very good. So you know, uh, what you, you wonder what's happened? You know, it, it, it's basically it's the same group of players. I haven't seen them yet now in this year's campaign, but you've seen them. They, but no same, I but, haven't seen yeah, I mean,
0: them yet yeah. um, but um, <laughs> what happens when, when you say the collapse of Dunboyne it's a seriously seriously tough group that Summerhill, Nafina, Dumboyne, a bang Brackie, got three points last year, the win and a draw and a defeat from their three games. So they, they're they never going to be easy. So for Dumboyne had to open. The big game for them was the opening round against Summerhill and they failed to perform. They, you could call that a collapse okay. They didn't perform uh, near to what we expected them to be. But they're an outstanding uh, group of Individually talented footballers, mm. but just hasn't worked for them as a team. And now, with this format, which is something we might discuss at the end of this roundup on the senior championship, with this format, um, they now find themselves in the relegation playoffs. The, like to go from county final last October. To what is it now? August. So what's that? Ten months. In ten months, go from a county final to relegation player Yeah, well, that's one of the it's... great
1: mysteries of sport. If I, we could, yeah. we could apply it to Premiership. We apply it to Manchester United. You know why? is well, we won't go there, Jimmy. they've got a, a group of uh, very talented um, players. Not really fulfilling their potential. Why is that? uh You know, that's one of the great mysteries. We 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 would have to go down there to. to, I suppose rather than than into psycho psychoanalysis to find the answer to that. But anyway,
0: rather than lamenting on uh, on Saint Peter's demise, what about Nafina? Is a you know a great win for them, and by Mm -hmm. all accounts they were the better team I saw the Dunboyan goal on uh, on social media I think it was Robert Cox had it on his Twitter um, and again speaking of Robert Cox and the Black Hole Gales Club Kilcloon I saw aerial shots Kilcloon as well look their, their facility out there they've done unbelievable work we've played a couple of times out there uh, over the last few years and it's a brilliant well, facility it's, it's ground C-
1: year isn't it
0: it's superb and full credit to Black Hole Gales but I saw I saw the Dunboyne goal, and it was a real scrambled effort. You know, it was one, really, that Nafina should have cleared the ball, it was kind of loitering on the goal line before, you know, from a Donalinehan effort, and Donal, who had been off the field uh, following the play, and still had time to run back onto the field and toe poke it into the net from an inch. But, um, Nafina, 16 points. They, they had 2-14 against Balna Um The Summerhill next in really what is a nothing game other than that top-of-the-table position, which... There is an open draw for the quarterfinals of the championships um, mm. on the Monday after the net, after the last round of group games. So finishing top of the table might have its advantages, and well, I suppose it always does in that you you will play a team that was second in one of the other groups. But it will be an open draw. So the winner of Summerhill and Nafina, uh, or even if it's a draw match, it'll be Summerhill. But if the winner of Summerhill and Nafina will top that group. And they will go into a pot uh, with all the group winners and there will be another pot of all the group runners up and there'll be an open draw. But the only thing is Summerhill, if Summerhill top the group, Summerhill can't draw Nafina again.
1: It might be so. better to tweak that system. Wouldn't it be better to give the, the top team? Because this game is effectively... Well, it's 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 not. There's it nothing at
0: stake. Well, there is. There's the, there's top of the table, top of the group at stake. Um, well, yeah, but it doesn't give you any any team any real advantage, you know. But it does. I see, in in the term that um, we sound like an old grump, grumpy married couple here, we just contradict <laughs> each other. But um, as you get when you're working together for twenty odd years. No. But so the top team will play a team to finish second in another group. So there is a benefit, a perceived benefit of playing, and I'm using the air quotes here, a weaker team in the quarter-final. Just because if, if finishing second in your group means you're a weaker team, who knows. Um, but where I have the issue with is the bottom two teams being involved in relegation quarterfinals. I I don't like that idea. Uh, I think if you're bottom of the group, the four teams that are bottom of the group should go into two relegation semi-finals. The winners of those two semi-finals are safe. The two losers play each other, and the loser then goes down. Well, I, I
1: would agree with you there because uh, I mean, as somebody mentioned to me over the weekend, uh, you know, the, the idea is to give players as many games as possible and so on, yeah. right? Okay, that's but but, to but, be but, but, but players games. don't want to be playing. Relegation gate playoffs no, either. No, no, I know. agree
0: with you 100. And uh, like we we'll go through some of the other teams that are going to be in relegation playoff. Like Dunbine, Simonstown, Dunmore, Ashburn are all in relegation playoff. Like that's ridiculous. For one, for one. Well, no, it's not. If they deserve to be there for, a if, goal, yeah, you know, if they finish bottom of their table. Yeah, but there's one of the, that one of those groups is is just littered with quality okay one of them has to finish bottom but that team is most like those three teams will survive i'll put my hat on it none of, none of those three teams yeah. are going to go down
1: no, agree and, with you,
0: yeah. uh, the only thing that could cause them problems would be an apathetic approach to playing in relegation playoffs mm. so if someone from st peter's or Simestown or dunmore ashburn if they're not up, up to it as Dunshockland found not that Dunshockland weren't up to it last year but if they come up against a team that's hungry to survive mm. then they could if they don't produce their top if you know do you know what I mean you know sure, trying yeah, to get, yeah. if they don't produce their top performance and, mm. and a, a battler or a fighter or a warrior like a Namathines or a Koraha or some of them team ban the dig deep they can pull off shocks. They're more than capable of pulling off shocks.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, but, uh, uh, I, I just I, I, think, again, to that Manchester United analogy, it, going down to play Halifax Town in a yeah. January cold, frosty day, if they're, if they're not chewing into it, you know, yeah. they get caught out. And, right.
0: uh, but you look at last year, like baden Fin had three points last year and ended up in a relegation playoff. And Donamore-Ashburn had two points. They got one win and ended up in a senior championship quarter-final. Okay. Ended up mm. uh, uh, ended up in a semi-final if I'm not right, because they did end up mm. beating Gail Gale Conkell in the quarter-final whereas Van Racky ended up in a relegation playoffs. It, it, I just don't like the idea that the bottom two teams now I know this was tweeted out um, yesterday and I'll just try and find the tweets I know it was tweeted out yesterday and um you No,
1: know, just to clarify Fergal um, the t- top two teams in each group go into an open draw it's now what you said
0: they go into a draw, two pots seeded, top the teams, teams are seeded. Yeah, yeah, seeded, and, seeded uh, yeah. And the That's other how ones. It would, yeah. So I know it, it was tweeted out yesterday that, uh, you know, I tweeted out that six of the eight quarter-finalists in the Mii Championship are known. Um, and and one Gershay Mulvani, who is a centre sound player, replied to three groups with effectively dead rubbers in the last round. Does this show that there's no need for third place teams to be in the relegation playoff? If it was only the bottom team, you would have three straight shootouts for survival in round three. And it does it. You know, so there's a lot of the games in in the last round. Three of the three of the four groups are dead rubbers in the last round of the games. The top two are known and the bottom two are known. So it's only Group A that's still up in the and air. And that's
1: something we want to avoid at all costs if we, yeah. as much as we can. Yeah. But I was just looking through a survey there, at a championship. The, uh, most counties seem to have this format of, of four teams, you know, four teams, uh, four groups of four teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically that's... Uh, that yeah, for, that's not
0: the... That, that's great. That, you know, but it, are most counties putting the bottom two teams in those 14 well, I don't
1: groups know into relegation. so
0: Kieran that. Flynn who was a guest on the podcast a couple of weeks ago um, tweeted from his own personal account um, in reply to Shane Mulvaney's tweet there saying it's an extra championship game there is still something to play for as a third place team will play in the fourth place teams it helps relegate the appropriate team as some groups may be harder than others and uh, to which uh, I just noticed a couple of other <laughs> replies here to which one but as of Ciarán that's bullshit you ask any of the teams and they'd rather not have this extra championship game which is the point you alluded to being a relegation uh, it's a relegation that no teams wants to play hmm. Shane Mulvaney said above there's three games that are dead rubbers in the last round whereas if only the bottom team went in those games Simi, would be a relegation semi-final yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah
1: well yeah well I mean the the relegation though, playoffs d- does mean something obviously you yeah. know I mean, it's far from they're far from dead rubbers you know they're they're vital games for for clubs
0: yeah uh, so <laughs> Look, I, I suppose yeah, we can... every, every
1: system you, you no matter what's it it's like democracy no matter it, it's far from ideal but it's the best probably the best system we can we have at the moment you know yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: well look at you know we talk about dead rubbers and games and and uh, we we'll just move on to group A next which. Um, you know, we we ended up starting on Group D because we spoke about Clonard and uh, the the issues therein, and of course they hosted a game in Group D and uh, Dungloe. So Summerhill and Nafina through to the quarterfinals, Dungloe and Banagher Bracky into the relegation issues. Uh, but Group A is still the one that's wide open, Jimmy. Uh, County champions, Wolf Tones picked up their second win yesterday. They're on four points. Uh, Screen who. Um, Screen who lost Their opening round game To Wolftones uh, Managed to get a win On the board They scored A one thirteen To 2-3 win Over Centralstown uh, Who had a win A surprise win In the opening round Over St. Colin Kills But it's St. Colin Kills Who are at the foot Of the table And that's probably Rather surprising They have no wins From their two games They lost to Wolf Tones Yesterday By one twelve To 10 points After losing Their opening round game Surprisingly To Centralstown But the way that table stands, all four teams can still go through.
1: Yeah, this is a, an example, a, a fine example of the, the system working at its very best. Uh, we're, you know, we're coming up to the end, uh, last group game, and they all have a, a share, uh, a possibility of doing the, doing the business and getting there. So, I mean, that's this is this is how it should work. This is a, this is a dream group in many ways, Fergal, for you know because it's it's going to be close to the end. Wolf tones they're they're surely true though uh, yeah you know. it,
0: it would take it would mean wool tones so the way that that would have to the way it would work out if for or the way it would have to work out for wool tones not to get through is that they would be they would lose to sentience town in the last game and uh, that would move sentient on to four points and screen would have to beat st colin kills um for them to move on to four points so that would end up with three teams on four points so again you could possibly have a scenario where a team on four points will go through to a quarter final, and a team on four points will go into a relegation issue <laughs> but let's not get ahead of right. ourselves so just to just to clarify the scenario so Wolf Tones have a scoring difference of plus 11 Screen, as it stands, have a score and difference of plus one. So if Wolf Tones were to lose by, we'd say, five points, mm. their score in difference comes down to plus six. If Screen were to beat St. Colin Kills by six points, their score in difference would go to plus seven. And if Centralstown so, yeah, so we are saying that Cent- Wolf Tones get beaten by, what do we say, five points. Town win, they go up to plus five. So it's saying in six points. There's a scenario that a Town win against Wolf Tones by six points and Screen beats St. Colin Kills by five or six points, the Wolf Tones will be out unlikely scenario don't get me wrong because you would still fancy Wolf Tones uh, to take care of business themselves and beat Centralstown but there's also this scenario where a team could go through with two points believe it or not mm. so Wolf Tones beat Centralstown Wolf Tones move on to six points Sound stay on two St. Colin Kills beat Screen. St. Colin Kills would go on to two, and Screens stay on two, and Sanchez stay on two. So then, scoring difference comes into it. And this is where yesterday's game between St. Colin Kills and Wolf Tones is interesting. St. Colin Kills have a scoring difference of minus 12. They missed the penalty in the game yesterday. Despite their bright start, they were five points to one up, they were penned back, they were only a point up at half time. Wolf Tones took over brilliant second half performance, had the game wrapped up, but St. Colin Kills had a penalty which, had they scored it, their margin of defeat would have been obviously uh, two points instead of five which would have left their scoring difference at minus nine which would mean the possibility that if they had gone out and if they had scored that goal, they could afford to go out and beat Screen by Set eight, seven, eight, nine points, and that would put Screen on, a, I think, seven points. Seven points then would put St. Colin Kills on minus two, whereas a seven point defeat for Screen would put them on minus five, and that would put St. Colin Kills through. So it's still, I know I'm, people's head is probably spinning now trying to figure that out, but there is a possibility that all four teams can make the quarterfinals. Mm.
1: Well, that's what we want. Uh, now, I've only seen, I've asked Wolf Tones on screen and uh, you know wolf tones were very very impressive yeah. in that game screen have a good young team and they'll, they'll they'll take time to to sort of gain experience but they were wolf tones the did test the tones but they they were very impressive they looked real champions you know so yeah. uh,
0: well look it's going to come down it's going to come down you would imagine wolf tones will beat Centralstown okay so Centralstown will stay on two points so then you're talking about uh St. Colin Kill's needing to beat Screen. So if they beat Screen, they would move on to two points. So there'll be three teams on two points. So they need to beat Screen by seven points, by my reckoning seven or eight points St. Colin Kills need to beat Screen so that's a massive game in the next round mm. St. Colm Kills against Screen to see who gets through um, from well. what I saw in the first 20 minutes or 15 minutes yesterday from St. Colin Kills were awesome looked really really good David Bell lively in attacker You know, great cup, scored a couple of great points from distance uh, from tight angles uh, powerful pacey through the middle moved the ball well liked to switch play quickly from one wing over to the other wing and and it down one side. I thought they looked really impressive. But then uh, the arse fell out on Jimmy. It it was like a switch was just flicked in wolf tones, whether that was Micheal McDermott, uh you could nearly hear him rolling a ball in the dressing room over the far side of the, the, the pitch in mm. Dunham or Ashburn uh, on Sunday.
1: Well he's a vocal but, manager, he certainly they, they know he's on the sideline yeah. there. I think that's one of the, the secrets because he's after uh, their success because they have a system in plays and and if uh, you know he, he wants the shape to retain that shape all the time. Yeah. And um, you know, he makes sure that they're doing the right things in vertical yeah, all the
0: time. But they were excellent. Stephen Shepherd was on unbelievable he uh, he picked up a a booking early on for a fairly high challenge on Sean Leonard the the Mead Minor hero scored the winning point in the All-Ireland Final against Tyrone uh, two years ago um, or last year and uh, he picked up a yellow card for that then uh, he was shown a red card then in the second half by referee Andrew Smith for a foot block but after fair play to Andrew Smith he went and he corrected it because he went in and spoke with his umpires and they said no actually it wasn't Stephen Shepherd that committed the foot block and uh, it was actually Dan O'Neill I think so he rescinded the second yellow so he managed to stay in the field but Stephen was ultimately sent off then in (laughs) injury time but not before he had contributed one three, three brilliant Points, an excellent goal that really just kick started uh, Wolf Tones and got them going. They they never looked back once Shepherd had had flicked the switch for them and they were brilliant I really thought they were really good for for 35 minutes or- yeah yeah
1: because I know talking to uh, well father one of the players after the, the win over slide uh, screen which they were um, you know they, they, it was a comfortable win in the end but he wasn't happy with aspects of the performance yeah and that's maybe another we touch on the, you know the, that search for perfection I guess yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought they were brilliant and uh, for most of that game yeah but uh, they weren't too happy especially in the la- closing stage it's what they did they did uh... <sighs> sort of take their foot off, 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 the, off the pedal and but you know that wasn't the case yesterday
0: no and another boost for them was that Keane Ward came on for the last couple of minutes right. as well you know um, he, he came on as a blood sub uh, but ended up staying on just for the last couple of minutes came on for Kalon Ward actually um, and but no they, they were good they were impressive but uh, you know they will get through I would imagine they will beat Sanchetstown again Sanchetstown improved in the first round are of capable of, of producing a shot but I would imagine talk would be too strong, mm. but it's then between uh, screen and St. Colin Kills for the other place in the quarter final out of group A. The, uh, the other two groups, Jimmy, we'll just fly through them because they're a foregone conclusion. The um group B of the senior championship trim top the table uh, with four points, two wins from two. Manalvi are second with two wins from two. Omahonese and Coraha have no wins from their two games, so uh, trim and Manalvi are true. Manlys and Curaha will go into the relegation playoff. What is remarkable is that Trim have a scoring difference from their two games of 30 points, plus right, 30 Okay,
1: well, that indicates um, uh, the strength.
0: And uh, Cur- Menaldi, sorry, have a scoring difference of plus 15. Menaldi beat Navan Manlys uh, yesterday, 214 to 13 points. Uh, relatively straightforward, Killian uh, well, O'Sullivan. It
1: was and it wasn't, Fergus. I mean, uh, we all expected Menaldi to win that, you know, and they scored a goal very Early on, and went raced into an early league and league lead, and it looked like they were going to uh, win by the proverbial landslide. But it didn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, O'Mahony's dug in, and they came back very strongly and levelled matters at one stage briefly. Now they were hit then with a second goal from Killian O'Sullivan that really put them away. But O'Mahony's can feel, you know, they have a young side. They're they're going to take another hit or two, but I think they will survive in in the senior. I'd say. um, because they really showed some resilience and attacking flair yesterday, and that, that you know they didn't collapse. <laughs>
0: they, so, they could have easily waved the white flag. So if if you're saying um, Omanis will survive. Are CoraHa looking like the team then that are most likely to go I down? I don't think
1: so. CoraHa, we talked about uh, you know teams like Van not having the cutting edge. CoraHa have that are you know, struggle to to translate attacks into scores as well, and I think that could.
0: Um, cost him dearly now 2.15 to 5 points they were bet by trim um, their because wasn't helped by first half sending off Jack O'Connor
1: right, uh, picked yes. up a
0: straight red card but by that stage they were already I think it was one five to 2 down when Jack mm. O'Connor so it's unlikely the sending off had any bearing on the overall outcome um, it certainly didn't help Has performance and um, but
1: it suggested that they showed some spirit, though, at the same time, mm-hmm.
0: didn't it? well, they were still back by uh, sixteen points. Yeah, okay. You know, um, yeah. they did. They, 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 they showed spirit. They, they never dropped their heads. They kept going. They battled with with fourteen men, but Trim were just vastly superior. Uh, Trim looked good on their return to senior with their ten seasons outside of the senior. And well, there are uh, two matches uh, now so they've come back and they've fourteen point win and a sixteen point win. Yeah. They would have hoped for better challenges or, or higher challenges you know to really test their metal and see yeah, where we'll, they stand in we'll the senior the championship
1: they, well if they play or somebody like yeah, that well, you know, Manalbi even or, in the next uh, round
0: again we know it's a nothing game it's just to determine who tops the group but Manalbi will be a a, a Significant step up in standard for trim and yeah, but uh, we we'll obviously,
1: yeah, they're they're very good in, in transitioning, shall we say? That's a great buzzword it's in the GA, yeah, you know, yeah. these days. But they're brilliant at, at transitioning from one uh, from attack to the, from defense to attack and and vice versa. They funnel back very well. But uh, you know, Killian O'Sullivan, obviously, the pace he offers is um, um David McLaughlin, another player, yeah, good another player, yeah, he can yeah. finish off scores and look, know, look,
0: it's it's mission accomplished for um. Trim and Manalvi in that group, the two of them are through to the quarter final. They can have a, a nice little friendly handshake maybe on the next game and, and move on to a quarter final. They meet Trim and Manalvi meet in the last round, uh, as do Curaha and Navinamani. So, the last group we have to discuss then is another one that's wrapped up. It's Group C, uh, Retote with two wins from two. Reto beat Dunham or Ashburn. 4.15 to 113 yesterday, and Gail Colin Kill uh, had a handy win over disappointing Simonstown as well. Gail Colin Kill 118, Simonstown not 11. So, this is another one of that. This was that group I was talking about with Retote, Gail Colin Kill, Dunmore Ashford and Simonstown. Well, like two of those teams going into a relegation playoff, which we now know are Dunmore Ashford and Simonstown. Well, it's a. Uh, it's a remarkable well, well, scenario yeah. to, for those two clubs to find themselves in.
1: Well, we talked earlier on about Dunboyne and what's happening with Dunboyne. What, what's happened with Simonstown as well? It's a equally relevant question. I would think, you know. What it was ten points they lost at the weekend? And, yeah, yeah, You know, ooh, you know, Rataut were hit by a hammer blow by, by reto in the first round. Yeah, they, they 5-16
0: con- in the first round, one eighteen in second round. Conceded you know, so a lot. They
1: conceded a lot and uh,
0: 32 in two games. Yeah. top an average of three sixteen a game there. That's it's a lot. There, it's, yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean, they're going to unless they tighten up in defence, they're going to really struggle. Yeah. To, but um, you you can't see them going down though or, or anything like that just at this stage because I'm sure it will sort
0: themselves
1: out yeah. but um, mm. well
0: you know Simon yeah thing. look you, you, you can't see Simon or Dunham or Ashburn going down out of that group but the reality of life for those two is that they have a relegation playoff to look forward to uh, or, or not look forward to as the case may be they do play each other in the final uh, game in a fortnight's time uh, to determine just who will finish bottom and who finishes second bottom uh, the same as the uh, same scenario only at the top of the table for Rotot and Kells. Rotot, very impressive. So they have a scoring difference of uh, 19 points. So Rotot beat... Done more 415 to 113. Yeah, it
1: was so that that game mentioned, further, the, yeah, Two so, players sent off doing Ashburn in that game, by the way, and, and also very unusually in that match, there, there was a Moir-Ishka sent off. There, you know, uh, might be that unusual that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. I don't know when I say, it, but, but uh, you know, he came on. Uh, obviously, it was a warm evening and so on, and a bit of a shemmosel broke out, and he got involved in it, and you know, but uh, yeah. it was a bit tense, but can't make uh, we, uh, Riley got to got grips with it anyway, so.
0: So, Rathauten and Gail Column kill both looking good in Group C. Uh, as we said, 19 points scoring difference for Rathauten, uh, 13 points scoring difference for Gail Collin-Kill at the minute. Um, so, those two teams are true to a quarter-final. Gail Collin-Kill, um, very impressive as we've mentioned already 10 point win against Simonstown uh, were excellent in the first half against Ulmer Ashburn in the first round they seem to be getting their act together and you know uh, some people maybe had written them off earlier on in the year as, as being serious Keegan Cup contenders but they look every inch Potential champions already after two games.
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, I suppose one of the fascinating things of this championship is that there's there's five teams now really emerged that are, are really strong contenders. Five, you know, um, you know, Gail, Colin, Kail, uh um, um, Trim. You know, there's a couple of teams. Um, you know, they're really strong contenders who have a chance of, of winning this uh, this championship. Gail, Colin, Kill, Yeah, you, 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 I saw them in the first game.
0: Yeah, but, yeah yeah we both saw them in first game um, we were there we yeah. were on after it so we were at that game brian Hanlon um, was brilliant that day yeah just uh somebody trying to get through on the hotline there jimmy yeah. just hung up um, and <laughs> so look we'll, uh, we'll just round Does it up it. so the next round of a uh, championship games is on in uh fortnight's time on the last weekend of august um the, the final round of fixtures in Group A you have Wolf Tones against Centralstown and St. Colin Kills against Screen. In Group B then you have Navan Mahanis against Corraha and Menaldi against Trim. Uh, group C, we'll see Dunmore Ashbourne take on Simonstown. Uh, we might actually give the dates. We do. I'll, I'll fly back over these again Dunmore Ashbourne against Simonstown and Retote and Gail Colmcille. Kill. And uh, in Group D, uh, on Sunday the 4th of September, you have Nafina against Summerhill um, at 4 o'clock and Dunboyne against Ban at 4 o'clock. Of course, all these last games in each group have to be played at the same time in Group C. On Friday night at 7:30, Dunmore Ashbourne against Science Town in Dulik um, and retote against Gail or yeah Gail kale in Screen. They're both on Friday night at 7:30 uh, in Group B. I think they are Saturday games at six o'clock. You have Navan McNeese against Coraha in Centralstown and Manalbi against Trim in Summerhill, both at six o'clock on Saturday the 3rd. And Group A, the games that everybody will want to go to. uh, (laughs) Just looking at the fixture here on the MEGA website, not quite sure that that's going to be accurate. They have it down for Monday, the 5th of September at 2 o'clock uh, right. and the venue between Wolf Tone and Sanchez Town so that's not going to be right so we we'll just have to check the venues but uh, I, I assume they're Sunday at 2 o'clock both those games Wolf Tone and Sanchez Town and St. Colin Kills and Screen so uh, that's the Senior Championship uh, pretty much wrapped up Jimmy we might just take a, a fly through the Intermediate Championship uh, I'm conscious that people are out running and the time they're run by how long the podcast is and so I don't want to uh, People collapsing because this podcast is going on too long. Uh, so, the intermediate championship, Group A, uh, two rounds played. Uh, at the weekend, Walterstown were beaten by St Michael's. St Michael's 2 12, Walterstown 12 points, and in trim it was Old 3 15, St Vincent's 1 5. So, the way that that stands, it's quite similar actually to Group A in the senior championship. St Michael's are top of the table with four points from their two games Waterstown have two points in their two games Oldcastle have two points and St. Vincent's have yet to register a point following their opening round loss to St. Michael's and the second round loss to Oldcastle so last round of games uh, Waterstown against St. Vincent's so, St Vincent's can get themselves back into the hunt there, amazingly, even though they have a scoring difference of minus 20 uh, at the minute. Uh, Walterstown is minus four. So, you know, a, a turnaround there of an eight point win for St Vincent's would wipe out that uh, difference in the scoring. Uh, but St Michael's against Oldcastle, if St Michael's were to rack up their third win, um, that would put them in, in true. Uh, and Oldcastle would be in a strong position if they could rack up a win. So interesting games to come in that. so Sunday, the 4th of September, Waterstown against St. Vincent's and St. Michael's against Oldcastle. In Group B, we have um, Nobber, surprising. A lot of people, I suppose, by uh, they beat Longwood 3-9 to 14 points at the weekend. So they topped the table with two wins from two after their opening round win over Dunderry. But Dunderry bounced back from that loss and they defeated Drumbarry yesterday by one thirteen to eight points. So again, a bit like Group A, uh, it's number top of the table with two points. Dunderry, or sorry, four points. Dunderry and Longwood both have two points, and so Drum- it's
1: going to be some game in the end in the yeah, campaign. So Dunderry against basically, the, uh, Longwood.
0: It's, basically, it's a winner takes all. It looks like uh, between Dunderry and Longwood uh, in the last game, and that uh, is yet to be confirmed. Just the fixture isn't on the website there, um, and the other fixture, of course, is Drumbara v. Nobber, which you would expect Nobber to win that, uh, looking at the form. So it comes down as if Nobber will go advanced out of group B and then it's a shootout between Dunderry and Longwood to see who joined them group C then it's the first of the five team groups so this uh, this is this is decided already as far as I can figure out St. Pats have four four games played so they're finished and they're on six points Dunshockland have three games played and they're on six points the only team that can catch either of them is Bechtov and Bechtov have to play Dunshockland so if Dunchoklyn, if Bechtel were to stun Dunchoklyn, which I really can't see it happening, they would move on to six points as well. So you would end up with three teams finishing on six points and that could become troublesome then for St. Pat's. It would mean Bechtdiv would have to beat Dunchoklyn by more than nine points and it's very hard to see that happening. Dunshockland have a scoring difference of plus 40, remarkably after their three games. Uh, St. Pats have a scoring difference of plus 10, and uh, Bechtdorf have a scoring difference of plus one. So Bechtdorf would have to beat Dunshockland by 10 points to overtake St. Pat's on the score, uh, because three teams would finish level on six points, even though uh, the head-to-head would suggest uh, that St. Pat's should advance ahead of Bechtdorf, but with three teams tied on six, it would come down to scoring difference. So it looks good for Dunchocklin and St. Pat's from Group C. And in Group D, uh, Rakeni are qualified. Um, they have won three from three. So it's two seventeen 2 beat Clannagale, 26, 6 And Mead Hill stunned Delique-Bellyastown with 211 to 1-11 win. So that kind of halted Delique-Bellyastown's progress. And that sets up uh, a game, Delique-Bellyastown have to get something from the game. I'll just have to figure this one out. So Delique-Bellyastown are on four points. If they lose to Rakennie in the last game, they would stay on four points. Beliver will play Mead Hill and if Beliver can, or Mead Hill, if Mead Hill beat Beliver, Mead Hill would move on to four points and by virtue of having already beaten Dilip Belliestown, they would go through to the quarterfinals um, ahead of Delete Belliestown. So it's, it's wide open in Group D as well, but the simple scenario is beat, if Rakenny beat Dilip Belliestown, and Mead Hill beat Beliver, which are both very uh, reasonable results to expect, Mead Hill would go through and Rackenny would go through. Uh, So that's group D in the junior or in the intermediate. Uh, We'll just have a quick run through the two divisions in the the junior championship as well. Uh, Group A, so it's Dunsany, there's four teams, four of the five teams in the junior A championship on four points. So, Dunsany, St. Ultans, Bananlock and Siddon, what a group of that. They all have two wins and one loss. Siddon beat Dunsany at the weekend, 12 points to 1-7. Uh, St. Ultans beat Minolti 3-8 to not 5 everybody was beating Minolte uh, in that group. Minolti are finished, bottom of the group, uh, all four games played with no win. Um, so. It's going to come down to the last round of fixtures, Siddon v St. Daltons and Bannon lock v Dunsany. So, you know, it's, it's all to play for. Basically, the winners of those two games will go through. Sidden against St. Daltons. Sidon are sitting in fourth place at the minute, but a win over St. Daltons would propel them ahead of St. Alton's and Bannon-Lock and Dunsany, whoever wins that one goes through. So that's nice and simple in that group. The last two games, everything hanging on it. And in group B in the junior, um, Looking good for Castletown, three wins from three. Uh, Boards are finished, their four games are done, they have no wins. Uh, they were beaten 321 uh, to 111 by Karen Ross on Saturday. Uh, Kilbride suffered a bit of a shock defeat, um, well, in some people's eyes, a shock defeat, but a uh, Moila winning 2 8 to 1 9 propels Moila back into the picture there. So again, Interesting games in the final round. Castletown take on Kilbright. Kilbride needs something out of that game or their they at their flying start will come to a shudder and halt. Castletown, as we said, flying three wins from three, they've a scoring difference of 30 plus 33. Uh, you know, so averaging eleven point wins, Castletown, they're they're really going well, so it's hard to see them um slipping up and if they do it's it comes down to Moila against Karna Ross and really the only thing that could save Kilbride there would be a Karna Ross win and then scoring difference would come into play uh, which suits which is very favorable to Kilbride at the minute so Kilbride will be hoping that Karna Ross can do them a favor and beat milo but it's still all to play for in the junior uh, championship as well and uh, lastly jimmy we'll just have a, a quick look if i can find it here now at the junior b championship of course it's one it's just one group um i think it's the top four going to semi-finals and as it stands of course clenard is the one we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast clenard are out of the running um so it's St. Bridget's top of the group, along with John Conrad, both on eight points. It's Kilmainham on seven. So it looks as if it's going to be a shootout between Cortown and Slane to see who'll get that last place. And uh, Cortown plays Slane on Friday, the 2nd of September um, at half seven in Castletown, I believe. John Conrad plays St. Bridget's. And then the last round, St. Bridget's play Cortown and play, Slane play St. Mary's. So still plenty to play for in... Group B of the, uh, or sorry, in the Junior B Football Championship. That's all the football action, Jimmy. It was uh, fairly hectic uh, on the football front. Next weekend, it's all turning towards the hurling championship. We'll uh, we can fly through this because a lot of the hurling, it's it's pretty straightforward as it stands. Uh, Trim and Kiltale top the group in Group they're, A.
1: They're through to the semi-finals. Yeah.
0: Both through to a semi-final, they play each other to see who tops the group. Um, a draw would suit Kiltale because Trim have already drawn a game in the group. So, but it's. It's a three-way shootout for the last two spots. So, Kildalki... I think Kildalki are true, by my reckoning. Uh, because Rotote play Nafina. Well, yeah, because... Sorry, uh, no, I'm uh, wrong on that one. I'm well, wrong.
1: Nafina, if, if Nafina get win, uh, they're only on four. So could, And then Kildalki beat Nafina.
0: Yeah, yeah, so Kildalki, mm. are, so true. Kildalki are true. So Kildalki
1: are true. Now, k- this is one of the, uh, the uh, problems, I think, with this system, is Kildalki, my own... I'm from i have yeah.
0: um, uh, lost, two, I've lost games. two
1: games, and yet are true yeah. and can win and can retain the the championship. Yeah, what I, do, you, you I don't, could argue, that, you I could don't argue, agree with that.
0: You could argue though, you know, that should they beat, um, should they beat Rethold next Sunday. They'll have won three games, so they deserve to go through.
1: No, I don't agree with it. For, I don't agree in a championship that you can win two games.
0: Lose two and, games.
1: Uh, sorry, lose two games and still progress and still be there in it. I, I, it, it, t- it takes out the bite of too many matches and yeah, the competitive
0: well, I, I edge. Think, I think we're of a similar opinion, myself and yourself, that the Hurland Championship needs to be restructured there's there's too many teams in it for a start uh, there's well, too Champions many Champions
1: League format I uh, was saying the to be, I
0: think the eight eight senior clubs is enough in the Senior Hurling Championship we have two groups of four I think mm, well I think I no we problem
1: with the 12 really if, if they three groups of four you know so I'm working down but,
0: but, what, what but if you have three groups of four and then you seed it and you have the 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 top, you know, the six teams that are in Group A at the minute.
1: Or seeded, yeah.
0: And they're they're the two seeded teams in each of the three groups of four. They're just going to walk through every week, every week, every year, I mean, the top six teams. So (laughs) Trim, Kildalki, Kiltale, Retote, Nafina and most likely Dunboyne will well Kadoki lost the two, first two games this year yeah but uh, that's against the Trims and the, the, uh, the Kiltails you know that's fair enough but they are still top they would still be in the top two of a four team group whereas if the Senior Hurling Championship was two groups of four okay you'll have the three teams then but for one of those teams of those top six teams won't make it into a semi-final if the top two teams from each group go into a semi-final so then there's a battle on instead of thinking oh it's good enough i can finish fourth in group a and still get into a senior championship knockout stages whereas if i finish third in the two team in a 14 group you're gone so look at that's a yeah, debate well, for another yeah. day maybe we mm. we might do that because mm, uh, yeah. we're, we're just conscious of uh
1: time-wise run, yeah.
0: running over time here we've yeah, taken up true. nearly an hour yeah uh, of the listeners times already so group a as we said the last round of fixes trumby Kiltail is uh, basically just to decide who tops the group and who will play first and second from group b in uh or sorry that's for the third and fourth place, so kill we reckon are true regardless of the result against Rotot Rotot do need to win though to move on to five points and uh, even if Nafina beat Dumbayen they'd stay in four but Kadoki having beaten um, having already beaten uh, Nafina would go through on the head-to-head on that one so it's it's Rotot that really need to win uh, to avoid Again. whereas a Nafina victory in their last game a Nafina victory against Dumbayen and a retort defeat nafina could get through
1: now um, I, it might be sacrilege to say this but i, I think so, some in retort might might be hoping they will lose and then uh, they're out of it because uh, the, you know they're, they're focusing on the on the football and a lot of the, a lot of the, the retort players play play both codes yeah, yeah, yeah there's a so big big i know trim it's crossover. the same with trim as well <laughs> yeah so the, but the retort have a big crossover and uh, uh, I know one one of the supporters said something to me uh, yesterday evening about about that. You know, he wouldn't be that sorry to see the 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 the, the, the hurling team maybe lose out because
0: yeah, yeah. They, are, they are struggling. That's a bit unfair right. to the hurlers in the club But anyway, well, yeah. But so, look at simple scenario is Kiltail trim through to the semi-finals, Kildalki through regardless. Uh, not quite sure if that's in third place or fourth place yet. So the big issue to be resolved is if retote lose to Kildalki and Nafina beat St. Peter's Dunboyne, Nafina will go through. If Kildalki uh sorry, yeah, they're, they're through already. So that's the scenario. Rataut need to beat Kildalki to take out any ambiguity or any uh, possibility of an upset here. Well,
1: that's that's assuming that yeah. Nafina wins.
0: You, you would not almost certainly assume that Nafina would beat um St. Dubine who from their four games have a scoring difference of minus yeah. 51. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know yeah. they were brave against Kildocki and they probably were unfortunate not to pick up something the last day, but I would imagine, um, I would imagine Nafina would be Again, too strong what, for Dumbine. what's happening in Dumbine, you know? I would is. imagine Nafina would be too strong for Dunboyne. Will Rataut be too, will Kildocki be too strong for Rataut? Not on the performances of the two teams in the last round, but mm. Kildocki, they're only getting their race started now I think mm. uh, yeah. Group B is wide open Jimmy um, yeah
1: that's interesting you ride, know yeah.
0: anyone of four teams can take the two well, spots
1: Clonegail play Kaline, so that's the big one so Clonegail
0: Kaline, yeah winners of that uh, Kaline probably Kaline need to win that to go through yeah um, if they don't they're out uh, Clonegail can't afford to lose and hope that Blackhall Gales lose to Longwood
1: because Blackhall uh, Gales have a story of the championship so far. Yeah, I think
0: Longwood um, have something to play for as well because mm. Longwood need to pick up something in that game. Otherwise, uh, against Blackhall Gales, otherwise they're relegated back relegate. to the intermediate Yeah, yeah. So look, there's plenty to play for next weekend. Yeah. Uh, Group B: Fordsmill v Kilmesson uh, on Saturday night at 6.30, Killine V. Clonegale, the big one at 6.30. Uh, that's in Father Plunkett Memorial Park in Kildare. And Longwood against blackhall Gales, it's also a massive game, it's in tail Um, so huge games in Group B to determine um how who will advance from Group B and into the senior hurling championship quarterfinals. Um intermediate there are Clubs obviously interested in how the intermediate hurling is going, uh, we'll just uh, give a quick rundown. It's uh, in Group A, uh, similar situation, similar scenarios to Senior Championship, so it's Drumree top of the table with six points, Kildocki second with six points, Dunderry third with five points, and line fourth with four points. the Manis of course can still uh, break into that top four but they will need to beat Wolf Tones, uh, who have no wins from their four games. So you would imagine O'Mahony's will win that. Then Ratmaline would need to pick up a result against Kildalki um, to, get, to get into that top four. So it's Ratmaline against Kildalki, Navan mathenys against Wolf Tones and Dunderry against Drumree. And in Group B of the Intermediate Hurling, uh, as it stands we have Gail Colin Kill top of the group with 6, Kilskier 2nd on 6, Trim 3rd on 5 and Kilmessen 4th on 5th on f- 4 points, Dunmer Ashford 5th on, on 3 points so it's still all to play for there, retote on the bottom with no wins on 4, Trim play Kilskier Moyla, crucial game there, uh, winners get through, simple as that um if trimby kills gear they will go through uh retorts play Kilmessen. You would imagine a handy win for Kilmessen there that will move them on to six points. And Donmore Ashburn play Gail Colin Kill. You would imagine Gail Colin Kill should win that. That would push them through. So Gail Colin Kill will go through on eight points. If Trim can beat Skier, they'll go on to seven. If Kilskier beat Trim, they'll go through on eight. And it would render any potential result for Clemesson, uh futile then. So look at it still loads of action to look forward to next weekend we have another jam-packed issue of the Chronicle this week Jimmy we we look back at superb runs from Andrew Coskran at the European Championships S- uh, Sam success,
1: Monaghan playing for Ireland in rugby Sam from Navan.
0: Star and Rolls, Navan yeah. woman Sam Monaghan uh, in Ireland's win over Kena Japan Keen O'Connor part of the Irish team the won the Aga Khan so it's not just all about G.A. in the Me Chronicle mm. uh, we have a, a story an interview with Luke Keeney and how he's getting on with Draw the United as well uh, so uh, a, a mead man Doing well up there, so uh, we have a paper to get together, Jimmy. We better get cracking and get back out there. And uh, don't forget, Thank people, you. the Me Chronicle is on your shelves tomorrow afternoon, so Tuesday uh, from about six o'clock or even before it, it'll be on your shelves in the newsagents. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Me Chronicle sports podcast, talking about game and Virgil H. And I was joined by Jimmy G.